Welcome back in, folks, to another edition of Relegated FC, coming off another strong weekend of Premier League football. Match day eight brought us some good football, some surprising matches, some not so surprising. We're going to start off throwing it to Isaac to recap Tottenham's 1-0 win over West Brom. Isaac, go ahead, buddy. Well, I want to talk about that match, but kind of like talk about the the season in its entirety, give a a real quick sum up um, in the scope, also kind of in the theme of that match. Um, But before I I get going on Tottenham, just want to give a quick honorarium to uh, two dearly departed people in the media and Alex Trebek and, and Sean Connery, both masters of their craft. Very cool people um, that, that seemed like they were genuinely uh, you know, nice and, and, and just interesting in real life too. Um, I was watching the last, uh, the last crusade of uh, Indiana Jones series. Of course, the, the third, I won't even talk about the, uh, the one with Shia that just doesn't exist uh, in, as far as I'm concerned. And uh, to give an awkward segue to Tottenham, I, I might say that Jose is on his last crusade, hopefully here with Tottenham and, and seeking that one last holy grail, which we all know is to get Tottenham a trophy since they can't seem to get that done for <laughs> forever. <laughs> so, yep. so we'll see if, uh, we'll see if Jose can, can get into uh, Petra, I believe. Uh, and pull that, pull that one trophy, hopefully a league title, I think a league title or a major European trophy or what fans uh, crave the most. Um, not those meaningless trophies that Arsenal are so good at winning. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> so yeah, Tottenham, Tottenham played, played fine against West Brom. Um, we had a, we've had a run of three matches against, you know, truly bottom table competition. And this kind of get into my, my overseason arch here uh, with Burnley in match day six, uh, Brighton in match day seven, and then West Brom uh, just recently. And we won uh, at Burnley zero to one. We were, we were visiting. Uh, so you put the, the home team first and then Brighton two to one and then West Brom zero one. And all three matches were not very entertaining. They were pretty poor. Sure. Wouldn't you say Drake? I mean, Drake, I think Drake definitely agreed. I was kind of, celebrating but he's like I don't know what, how much you're celebrating it's like I agree they were not that great yeah I mean I'm sitting here thinking and, and I'm looking at this one nil result over West Brom and I'm like man if Tottenham's gonna be a powerhouse then they gotta beat teams like West Brom more than one nil but at the same time the Premier League is grueling man the schedule is is non-stop especially in this pandemic and the in the Titan schedule coming off a, a quick break from from last season at this point, results are results, man. Three points are three points. It doesn't matter if you win 5-0 or 1-0. Or if you get the result, you get the result, man. So so hats off to Tottenham for, for continuing to put results on the board. And, and it's showing sitting at sitting in the top four of the table. Yeah, no doubt, man. I'm, I'm very pleased. And it's nice. That win before the international break is a really good way to go into that. Yeah, it's massive. Period. Yeah, it's, it just feels right. It's a good, it gives the, the, the club good momentum. I also feel like kind of like some of the, the players like realize that their play for club is just as important, if not more important than their play for country. I, you know, it's hard to know what the players really feel about those kinds of duties. Right. We know that we've known that some players have had those controversial relationships with country like uh, Mesut Ozil. 
for example, is one. Uh, several examples with politics. So, you know, when the club is doing well, they're kind of like looking at the country play and they're almost seen as a hindrance, especially these like weird Europe, like the non the sub Euro tournament. So anyways, Harry Kane, of course, I mean, I tweeted out that I think Harry Kane is a, is a beyond door uh, candidate, the way that he's playing. It, and, and it's just like, you see these articles come out and it's like, rather than celebrate the player and maybe this is a uniquely British thing. And of course I'm especially sensitive to it as a, as a Tottenham supporter now for very strongly for five years now. And maybe this is uniquely British, but I think it's just uniquely human being, which is that we just love to tear down those other people that are doing well for whatever yeah. reason. The punditry, and look, we're, we're, we're aspiring punditry here, you know, as, as podcasters, and, you know, we're going to criticize, but I don't think any of the three of us are really super negative people. And yet you have these British, uh, Stan, Stan Collimore, I'm probably butchering his last name, you know, said that he was looking at the other goal scorers who have had 150 goals in the premiership. I mean, so let's just start there. You're, you're examining, you know, the greats already. And he, his, his big thing was, well, Harry Kane doesn't have that X factor the way that I guess Alan Shearer did or Wayne Rooney. I mean, like we're talking about all of these players as I don't care if they have the X factor or the non X factor, they produce. I mean, we're right. talking about, uh, we're talking about things that you can just bet on, uh, every single time we're talking about the Warren Buffett of the premiership. He's going to make money. He's going to, they're going to score goals. Like this whole X factor talk. I'm like, I don't, I, I, are you talking about the fact that Harry Kane can make four assists in one game? Is that not X factor when he assisted all four of Son's goals? Is that not X factor? Like did Alan Shearer or Wayne Rooney have four assists in a game ever? I doubt it. I can look it up and vet it, but I doubt it. So that kind of pisses me off. But last, last just piece is that, man, I mean, we've only lost to Everton first game of the season. Everton has come good. They're a good club. They'll, they'll, yeah. they'll be right up there and we'll get on Everton. That's our kind of our, the motto, the mascot of a relegated for whatever reason has been Everton and Palace. We like yeah. Palace too. And Leeds and Leeds. Leeds <laughs> good too. But uh then we beat Southampton five to uh, two, five to you or two to five. I uh, was there. Then we have that kind of controversial draw with Newcastle. That thing at the end. We won't even talk about it. We beat Man United six to one. Tied West Ham. Another just ugh. <laughs> and then we won one one. Uh, so we've only lost once in eight matches. We've won five and we've drawn two. So yeah, I mean it's Tottenham. You're feeling good right now. You, 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 I read a good article, good analysis. Um, there's a couple guys I really like on Twitter. One's Alistair Gold. Uh, the other guy's name is escaping me through ESPN. But I think that he put it best about Jose. And it's like, is the game passing Jose by blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you know, maybe. He's old. He's in his 60s. And, you know, the, some of the hottest managers in the world, the, the Frank Lampards, uh, the, I guess the Artetos, young, cool managers, they're a little younger. But you know what? When you got someone like Jose in this pandemic, like like Drake was saying earlier, in this pandemic type scene that we're seeing all around sport, around the world, NBA, NFL, it's very different having that pragmatic, experienced gaffer like Jose could be the person that we need for this exact moment. Yeah, and I think to filter back to your your Harry Kane comments and how he receives ne negative criticism, I think he's the prime example of, of today's media in in terms of Harry Kane, the brand, is is very boring. 
and it's not it's not a fault on him at all it's just the way he is and the way he carries himself and it's for for um what do you say you normal standard people i mean he does nothing wrong but he also doesn't have any flair he doesn't have any um anything that's super exciting about him which in today's media is a negative for stupid reasons because he can't he doesn't draw extra clicks he doesn't draw extra um, media attention because he's a he's a professional period and that he just carries himself as a as a professional and just because he doesn't have the flair of neymar or um, Mbappe or somebody like that, he, he gets neti- negative criticism just because he doesn't have that extra flair. And it's, un- it's unfair to him, um, honestly. But he, he obviously yeah, produces, man. He produces results week in, week out. So those, those pundits can go – they can go F off. Yeah, you're so on point. And, and I just want to say two more things. Um, I know we, we talk a lot about Tottenham and we want, want to get over to Newcastle as well. Uh, one, one concern – uh, Son hasn't been playing well for uh, a couple match days in a row. Three, I would say. He scored, sure. I have a theory, uh, and I, I do believe that we'll see resolution. Two theories. One, they're just all worn down. I mean, we've yeah. seen poor play from a lot of the stars in the league. Yeah, uh, They're worn down. It's just a lot. I, it's very difficult, I think, as fans to appreciate the impact that not having fans at their games has on these players. Right. The amount of energy and reciprocation and love. I mean, they play for the fucking fans. Yeah, right. they play for themselves. They play for money. But the glory and the cheering, I mean, there's nothing like that. And sure, Harry was super pleased when he scored this wing goal. You could see it in his face. But can you imagine if the fans were there, even if it was a visiting stand right. at West Brom? So, anyways, a little worried about Son. But my other part of his theory is that he's in the middle of a contract negotiation. That went public about three weeks ago that he was being looked at to hit those 200,000 pounds or dollars per week wages. It hasn't been resolved. They need to get it done over the international break. I think we'll see the same old song. Now, back to Harry. Last thing. The guy is just industry. I mean, like, he just, in every possible way, like, he married, I mean, not that it has anything to do with industry, but like, we're going to your point about him not being super flashy. Just married his like high school sweetheart. I mean, I think there's a picture of him and his wife from when they were like 12 or 13 meeting Beckham together. Like the guy is just, and you can even see it in the way that he celebrates. It's like, just, it's not overly crazy. It's the classic celebration, but doesn't like pump his arm up all the way up. He just kind of keeps it constrained. He's just, he's everything to the club, man. He's, he's taught them through and through. He's the man. He's one of our own. He's the heartbeat of the club and we couldn't, we can't win without him. Yeah, and I mean, I know, I know, I like to give you shit about Tottenham all the time, but I mean, that's I, I can't give shit about Harry Kane and, and the way he is, just because he is class man and he's he's a professional for sure. So, moving on to something a little more depressing, um, coming off Newcastle's biggest win of the season last week, beating Everton, one of the hottest clubs in the Premier League, Newcastle falls to another hot club. Um, Southampton 2-0 um, expected a little bit of a better performance from the Toon Army but that's the way it goes for the old black and whites there Kevin that's the uh, before I get to the depression Newcastle gave me when he uh, started about the depression of losing uh, Chris Cody from our favorite show me and Drake are diehard Levitard fans and Chris Cody is like a key part of that so I want to give him a shout out we're all rooting for you Chris he'll be um, back He'll be back. 
that show can't go on without him. He's too, too important. He's too much fun. Yeah. Um, this is the new castle that Chris Whittingham warned me about when I told him I was becoming a fan. <laughs> Just, uh, hey, don't say he didn't warn you. No, thank you, Chris. I should have listened. <laughs> um, yeah, dude, they just look so good and inspired against everything. And then they come out laying egg. And they caught Southampton at a good time, no good games. So, I mean, they, they had a shot and they just literally uninspired as a word. They were just sloppy and looked lethargic and uninterested in even like, mounting any type of attack. It was just, it was a rough game to watch, man. I'm ready for this break. Yeah. Um, to that end, though, this this is not to me. I don't think this. And Isaac, you can um, debate this if you want. But to me, man, this this isn't the Southampton of old. This this seems to be a rejuvenated um, side that is. I mean, I, I know I said this about a few other clubs earlier in the season. They've fallen off, but I feel like Southampton's going to give it a run um, for Europa at minimum. Um, they're sitting fourth in the table right now. They've only they've only dropped two out of the eight, um, and they they've competed with everybody. Um, I mean, they knocked off um, Newcastle, like we just said. They they beat Aston Villa in a shootout last week. Who who um, who uh, is is hot? And then the week before that, they beat Everton, who was arguably the hottest um, hottest club in the in the league right now. Um, and then the week before that, they tied Chelsea 3-3. So Southampton, man, they're they're a club to watch, and uh, they're definitely they're definitely on my radar. So that uh, that's where I, where I'm at with Southampton, Isaac. What do you uh, what's your take on Southampton right now? It's hard not to like Southampton, um, yeah. as some of us uh, at Tottenham uh, refer to as the Tottenham Farm Squad. Uh, farm team. We got Pochettino. Yeah. Uh, Toby Alderweireld. Walker Peters. Uh, Walker Peters is now back there. Who, or maybe I don't know if he was there or not, but he's there now. We got uh, Hoybier, uh from Southampton uh, as well. Um, they're 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 a great club to like. I, I hope that I hope they continue on. Uh, James Ward-Prowse is undoubtedly the best direct kick taker. Yeah, in the Premiership, and is going to end up being an extremely valuable player moving forward monetarily. Wherever he ends up, wherever he plays, if he goes on to a bigger club than Southampton, again, fair play to Southampton. I hate to talk about it in those terms, and I think that a, a good example of a player that has just said, you know what, I'm going to stay at the club that I'm at, right, and let myself develop there is Jack Grealish. Not to go off on too much of a tangent here, but Grealish was pipped to go to Tottenham, like for an entire transfer market, never happened. You know, Tottenham people will blame uh, Levy for not yeah. spilling the cash. But you know what? Maybe the player just decided he didn't want to do that. So players like Ward Prowse, uh, English players that are they're solid, that are at good clubs, that are playing well, you know, maybe that we're hopefully we'll see a new movement where a lot of those players won't get cobbled together and bought up by the biggest clubs that we've seen in the past. You know, it's all about money. It's all business and these clubs can sell the players. But I think what you're seeing though in seeing in this season is maybe there'll be an extension of the attitude that some of the teams have on the field when they're playing like a man city. I mean, there was almost like a self-defeat 
that we saw for the past couple seasons when another when a smaller club, quote unquote, smaller club like Southampton would go against a city or Liverpool. And I was like, oh, this is matches even done before it started. Right. And now it's like they're fighting against clubs like Man City and they're just yep. smoking them. They're yep. just smoking them and they're putting their, and, they're, and they're just playing better. Yeah. And, you know, and that's all there is to it. Uh, and I do think that we'll see, you know, of course, a lot of these bigger clubs uh, rise to the top as they always do. But I mean, you know, I, I think that it's, it's just such an unpredictable, exciting, wonderful season. I'm just so pleased with everything so far. Of course, Tottenham doing well adds to that. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I like Southampton. I'd love to see them succeed, of course. And I think they're a good club and they got a good coach and good core players. Yeah, and you mentioning James Ward-Prowse, man, he's he's not a super high-known player just because I feel like he's been a, a victim of the the English um, the English pool of midfielders and how they have a bunch of talent in the midfield. But man, I would love to see a player like James Ward-Prowse in the American side, man. We we haven't had a creative um, midfielder like him, and I mean, I know Clint Dempsey wasn't. He was more of an attacker, center center forward, but. That's that type of that type of play and, and making stuff up of, out of uh, free kicks and and free play like that that I would love to see um, some type of um, play in the American side man that that dude can he can definitely ball and, and he's getting his chances finally in the English side and, and I hope he makes hope he makes the most of it um, so moving on um, a couple of the other results Brighton Burnley finished nil nil. West Ham defeated Fulham 1-0. Leicester, another hot team in the in the Premier League, beat Wolves 1-0. Um, Man City and Liverpool, battle of the big dogs. They drew at 1-1. Um, let's see here. Aston Villa defeated Arsenal 3-0. The old villains stay hot and smack Arsenal for, for everybody's comedic purposes. Um, old Thomas Partey, not uh, <laughs> not the old big signing that they uh, – impactful signing that the old Cannons thought that he was going to bring. Uh, Isaac, you have, you have a comment on that? <laughs> yeah, I, pre- I press the unmute button so you know I want to say something. I mean, yep. look, it's a pile on here. I mean, we got Arsenal. I, it was like a week or two ago, it was like Arteta's master class, like when they had yeah. – I mean, who do they play? Uh, was it was it United that they beat last week? Uh, I mean, it was like nothing super duper impressive, uh, in my opinion. Yeah, it was and United. Yeah, they beat United one nil. Yeah, one nil. Yeah, right. United. Man, United <laughs> sitting twelfth in the table. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's like lower than that. Fourteenth. Uh, <laughs> it was just like okay. It was like Arteta masterclass. I'm like, right. I don't think you guys can score. And I read an article that through this match day, eight, this is the lowest amount of goals that they have scored in 22 years. Yeah. And of course, you know, we're, we're talking about Arsenal. So we'll talk about Tottenham too. And, and everyone was like, Oh, Jose, you know, they're not going to score goals or Harry Kane's production is going to drop. And Harry Kane's production is like he's leading the league in assists and he's like, you know, fourth or fifth in the golden boot. I mean, the dude is just making it happen. Um, so I, the Arsenal look bad and Partey is awesome and he must really be regretting going from Diego Simeone and Atleti and a wide open Liga with Barcelona and Madrid looking 
troublesome and Atleti maybe winning that league to Arsenal. <laughs> not even, not even, not even getting in Europa. Yep. So, um, moving into two of our kind of adopted clubs, Everton and Crystal Palace, two different differing results. So Everton, they're cooling off a little bit. They drop three one to the disappointing Manchester United thus far. Um, Everton looked; uh, they just didn't look too good at all. Uh, weren't able to keep up with Manchester United attacking. Um, man, Matt, Marcus Rashford, that dude can ball. Um, and Bruno Fernandez, man, that dude, he's one of the best signings in the Premier League that I've seen in, in probably the past, I mean, a couple years, man. I, I haven't seen anybody make an impact with a side on the Premier League in, in a while, man. I, I can't think of, of somebody who's made a, a, such an impact that he has in the past few years. Um, uh, to, the dude is, is creating all kind of chances for his team. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think he is, a, he, he has the potential to become one of the best players in the world. Yeah, I agree. I mean, flat out yeah. midfield striker defender, whatever you want to call it. He just has that factor of an understanding that is, is preternatural. I mean, the way that he chips those passes over, uh, I mean, his goal, the header, I mean, he, he's aggressive, he's instinctual, the passes that he makes. I mean, he is incredible. Um, one other player that deserves a shout out, one of Drake's favorite players because they both are uh, white people with shaved heads is Ross Barkley. Thank you. Shout thank out you. to Ross. Yeah, shout out to – it's a good look. Uh, shout out to Ross. I could not shave my head if I – it would look terrible. Uh, <laughs> Ross Barkley's assist, uh, the volley that he had, that left-footed volley to the middle for that header goal was by far the best assist I've seen this season, even even counting Harry Kane's <laughs> numerous long passes, and it was badass. It was a world-class assist, obviously against yeah. Arsenal. Regardless, regardless of your feelings of, of shaved heads and Ross Barkley, Isaac, you, you can't deny you love to see somebody who's, who's, who's had opportunities on, on bigger clubs and, and just hasn't panned out, but then goes to a smaller club and starts to see results. I mean, that, that has to be something that, that you applaud. Yeah, it's super appealing to me. Uh, Barkley was also – rumored to be coming to Tottenham. I mean, Tottenham, I don't know what the hell the deal is. I think it's because they're in London. It's like every fucking yeah. player in the world is rumored to go to Tottenham. I, it's it's annoying. It's almost like Seahawks too. Like yep. the Seahawks are always in the market for players, yeah. uh, including what I would now classify as a disaster trade for Jamal Adams, who's been pretty terrible. Um, yeah. But yeah, like it's just like Ross Barkley. No, I mean, he was with Chelsea – I mean, he was Everton, Chelsea, and uh, the Chelsea move was just like, dude, why, why I go there? Like, yeah, dude, I didn't understand like, that at all. State that club, like, yeah. yeah but here, I mean, if we're going to talk to Mike about anything, and I'm just going to go ugly. We're yeah. not going to talk about trophies. We're not going to talk about merit. I'm just going to be like, how – I, I I don't know. I don't know. I was like, how can you support a club like that? I mean, they're just Yankee like. They just like have to buy everyone. There's no real feeling. It's just annoying, man. It's like yeah. just epitomized by who their owner is, Russell Oil Gangster. Yeah. Oh, here you said last last um 
matchup of the weekend before we hit our predictions for for the um, weekend in two weeks after after the international break. Um, one of our other adopted clubs, Crystal Palace, looked uh, really good against Leeds United, who who we thought was was going to be was going to make a run for a top six. They bounced back down to fifteen. Um, they've given up a lot of goals. Leeds has, but Crystal Palace wins four one um, and. And shockingly, um, Wilfie Zaha didn't even get on the score sheet. So it was, it was some of the other players who, who contributed to get the Eagles the three points. So moving on to our predictions um, segment, we're going to try to stay a little, more, little bit more accountable for our knowledge and what we do here. Um, if I can figure out how to share this screen give me five ish seconds all right here we go so next not next weekend but the weekend after we got i've picked out five matches for us to make our predictions on so the first match we picked out is a big one for us um considering kevin's our our local resident newcastle guy chelsea um is obviously a big Big club here in the States as well, um, popularity-wise. So it's going to be a big matchup. Um, very intriguing. So let's let's start off with Kevin. Um, who you got? You got – we're not going to go scores. We're just going to go win, uh, win for either side or a draw. Kevin, what you got for this matchup? Well, Newcastle goes good game, bad game, good game, bad game. So this should be a good game. And I'm thinking Newcastle eats it out. Oh, I like it. You got a you got a score prediction just for fun? One nothing. One nothing. Uh, one nil, sorry. <laughs> I like it. I'm gonna go man, I gotta go Chelsea. I think they're gonna stay hot and they're gonna get the result. I'm gonna say three one. Isaac, what you got for this one? Uh Chelsea two zero. Chelsea. All righty. Yep, I think you're definitely in the minority there, Steak. All right, so Liverpool-Leicester, an, an intriguing matchup. Um, Liverpool, obviously, the champs from last year, um, world-class side with matching up against top of the table right now, Leicester, who has, who has talent. Um, I'm going to go draw here. I think, I think it'll be a 2-2 draw. Um, I think it'll be attacking sides, and it'll, be, it'll come down to – I think Liverpool may go up early, but I think Leicester will come back and, and draw it out. Isaac, what do you think with this one? Oh, this one's really tough. Um, my heart wants me to pick Leicester, but, I mean, Liverpool, they've got Allison back. I'll say 1-1. One, one, uh, the, the teams turtle up, and you see some really good defense, maybe, I guess, out of Liverpool. But, uh, yeah, 1-1 one, one draw. Of course, it'll probably end up being like 5-2 to two or some shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Kevin, what you got in this one? Let's go uh, Liverpool 2-1 with both goes by Mo Salah. I like it. All right, so a little um, battle of the mid-tables. Well, Southampton's – Southampton's getting up there, so I guess it's not yeah, a mid-table. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Classic so, uh, mid-table club. But, Southampton yeah. at, at Wolves. Who Wolves is obviously not a they're, a – they're a competitive side. They're not, they're not a bottom-of-the-table club by any means anymore. Um, Isaac, what do you got in this one? Uh, I didn't like what I saw from Wolves. Um, so I know that, the, the, you know, they, they only lost 
one zero. But uh, I didn't like what I saw from Wolves and uh, Southampton's on fire. Uh, it doesn't bother me that it'll be at the Molyneux. So I'll go two uh, zero Southampton. All righty. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say a Wolves upset. I think Southampton's a little over um, overhyped right now. Um, yeah, a little big and, for the britches, maybe. Yeah, and I mean, it, at the end of the day, it's the Premier League, so <laughs> roll the dice, you know. Um, Kevin, yeah, that's what, the part. Yeah, what do you got? Actually, seeing both these teams play in uh, Southampton was a lot more impressive to me and beating up on my beloved Newcastle. So let's go with Southampton. Yeah, like, right. I thought I, – I, I've, been, I've been expecting a lot more out of Adama Traore, our, our yeah. other favorite. Uh, like, he, he's not as in. They, Maybe they, they kind of figured him out, you know? Like, they made him more one-dimensional. They pushed him out wide, the defenders. I don't know. He, he hit some good crosses, but no one was there to connect on him. And then, you know, losing Jota, I mean, you can't – quantify that i mean you can you can look at the points i mean they diego jota is about to become a key player for liverpool dude that that's a good man i completely killer, forgot about that dude move, man. man but but that's the thing too though money like, talks dude money but talks. you could you could say i mean he's obviously a baller but how many people how many guys in the premier league who are on smaller clubs who you could plug and play in a side like liverpool who would have those results too though you know I mean, it's like no, no, for sure, for sure. I mean, he he uh, shows you his quality. I mean, right? Oh, I see what you're saying the other way around. Where yeah, I'm yeah. Saying, I'm like, I'm saying like, yes, he's impressive. <laughs> yeah, don't get me wrong, but the Japanese guy hasn't come good. Minamao, or uh, I think is his name. I mean, yeah, so but, but what had he yeah, done? Previously? I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. I mean, yeah. Delta, you know, they they put yeah. him right in there. Another, of course, another Portuguese player on uh, on yeah. from the Wolves. The Wolves is just like. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> exclusively Portuguese. I love and that. And another another guy who uh, you could um, who we didn't talk about a big transfer who made his Premier League debut goal, Edinson Cavani. Man, that dude! I love that guy. He uh, he's lit up world soccer for for a long time. He's obviously past his prime, but man, I I just love to see him in the Premier League because. I love to see the world's the biggest um, biggest footballers in the Premier League, and I wish he would have come three years ago. But hey, I'll, I'll take it. I, I do wish he was on a, a more a more favorable side than Man U. Um, I think he was also connected to Tottenham at one point. No, but, uh, no, I'm going to deny that one. Oh, uh, I'll go. Fi- I'll find one. I'm going to find one tonight and text him to you. Ta- come yeah, on, he, he had a good. He had a good uh, garbage time goal. Yeah. I, I like this take. On yeah, that we goal. us I'm, us I'm three could have scored that one. Well, yes, yeah. I, I like that he went near post. You know, yeah. the easier, not necessarily the easier, but like when you come upon that situation and you're in on goal, but you're on one side, you're like in the box of the six, like the top corner of the six. Near post is so like open and just enticing. And he just crushed it. I'm sorry, yeah. far post is. And right. he just crushed it near post, which was really, really, really cool. Really, it was a good goal. It was a good take. Yeah. And on just that like, man, on that who he who he scored on, man, Jordan Pickford, that dude's a he's a firecracker, man. Like nothing, nothing about him says stability, calmness. Like if Everton's yeah. gonna make if Everton's yeah. gonna make a run at, at the top six. 
they, uh, in my opinion, they need to make a move. And it's not just my opinion. It's people. It's well-off people. I mean, oh, Rod, I think, Rod I think Bennett and, like, yeah. Everton supporters are have have well-stated their opinion on, on Jordan Pickford. Yeah, I think here on the pod we've been uh, concerned about Pickford for several weeks now. Yeah. Um, he is uh, not a good keeper. Makes me very uh, thankful for Hugo Loris on Tottenham, who has been, yeah. who has had a really, really good season. Loris is having a very good season. Yeah. So moving on to our last two picks. Next up, we got Arsenal at Leeds. Arsenal at Leeds. An Ooh, intriguing like matchup. One. Um, <laughs> very, very, uh, very tough call here. Um, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with a bit of an upset. I'm gonna take Leeds. I think Arsenal is going to keep spiraling downward. I think Leeds is going to bounce back. Um, just because Arsenal's Arsenal's going to Arsenal. Isaac, what you got? Yeah, I agree. I, I think that that's right. I think Leeds, I'm not going to pick a score on this one. Also, some of the Arsenal players are more likely, if you looked at the squads, I bet this would hold true, that more of the Arsenal players will be out on international duty. And sure. that a couple of those players will pick up some time and maybe yeah. a knock or two as compared to the Leeds club, which I'm sure has less international players. Certainly party has got to be in an international squad. I mean, that guy is, I mean, he's considered to be one of the best uh, midfielders yeah. in the world currently. Uh, Thomas party is Ghanaian. So I'm sure Ghana is playing in the break. And I mean, he's going to yeah. start for Ghana. He's probably at the captain of Ghana. Yeah. Vice captain. Vice captain, yep. yeah, according to Google. Kev, what's your prediction? Oh, no, he's Arsenal? ruled out internationals. Google says he's ruled out. Uh-huh. <laughs> so forget all that. <laughs> <laughs> nice take. Yeah, great take. <laughs> Kevin, what's your, uh, what's your prediction on this one? Um, I haven't seen either of these teams play, but just looking at the rosters, it seems like both these teams should be better than they are. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go – let's go Arsenal. Mets Old Seal is on Arsenal. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah you know how much he, Kevin, do you know how much he's making for a week kevin do you know what you want to guess he's he used to be a star Four hundred thousand. Three fifty. Jesus. making twice our mortgage payments or twice what our house is worth a week a week yep no, real quick, let me say that's one thing i love about the epl when i break down the salaries per week like, imagine if they, like, do that in baseball and then, like, Alex Rodriguez. No, it's the best. I love that they do that. Yeah, it's so much better. It really puts things into context. You're like, oh, God. It really makes you feel shitty. You're like, It does. Oh, it makes Jesus. me feel really bad about myself for playing basketball when I was a kid instead of soccer. As a, as a dorky white kid. Yeah, it's crazy how much these bastards make that we love and yeah. watch and worship. Yep. And to wrap out our week – we have a huge matchup next weekend for the Spurs. We have Man City visiting White. Is it the new White Hart Lane? Is that, uh, is it's, that what it's uh, called? yet to be decided. I mean, of course, just like the amount of transfer news that we get, there's been plenty of news also about what the stadium is going to be named. I think at one time Amazon uh, was uh, rumored. Facebook has been rumored. There is no name. Uh, I, we just call it Tottenham Stadium or the stadium. I don't think people call it White Hart Lane. I think White Hart Lane was destroyed to make but room for Nonetheless, the citizens come in to join um, Tottenham for a what would likely be an exciting matchup 
of attacking football. Um, I'm going to start off and say that the citizens get the best of Tottenham um, somewhere in the likelihood of 2-1, 3-2 maybe. I don't, I don't see um, – well, I said it was exciting attacking football, but I mean there can be attack <laughs> there, there can be attacking football without a, a whole lot of yeah, goals. Of course again. So um I'm gonna say City um two one. That'll be that'll be my score prediction, but I think City takes the three points. Kevin, what you got in this one? Sorry, Drake. Congratulations, Isaac. Tottenham four three. Lock oh up. wow. All right. I like it. Isaac, like you got 30 seconds. Wrap us up. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for the time, the time constraint. Um, Blame surprise, surprise. Picking Tottenham, uh, we've been playing bottom-ass clubs, and bottom-ass clubs make other good clubs look trash. We've all, if we've all played sport, we know how hard it is to play against bad competition. You play down to them. Historically, Tottenham has played Man City well several seasons in a row now. Uh, we've won, we've lost. We haven't been as thrashed by them as other clubs. So I'll go three to one Tottenham uh, with a third goal coming late to seal it. Of course. Of course, Homer <laughs> Isaac goes Tottenham. Which, what do you hey, expect? No, I mean, hey, it's, it's all brand. historical I love it. analysis, though. With some historical it, man. analysis, man. We've, we've, we've been good against City. Yeah, you can look at it. You can look. Believe me, believe me. I love it. And we, we appreciate you guys joining us again on this, this edition of Relegated FC. We'll be back at you next week.